listening to the Many Moons Podcast. guys, goals, and other fine folk of the internet. It is I, your host, the girl that puts the odd into podcasts, Ari Moon. And welcome to the Many Moons Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the fancy new intro Mason, my friend Steph's boyfriend, made for me. If you guys have any audio editing needs, please reach out. I will send you his way. I'm sorry I left you guys again. I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm just going to promise to do better. But I am going to say that our next interview is a real treat. It is with Sarah, a recovering overachiever and people pleaser, where she talks to us about how she went from being $30,000 in credit card debt to being able to fly first class and what myths around money might be preventing us from manifesting it. I hope you guys enjoy her as much as I did. Well, my name is Sarah. (laughs) And uh, if you follow me on Instagram, my handle is female millionaire mindset and I am a recovering overachiever and people pleaser work in progress (laughs) and my mission is really to help empower women and help them figure out and create what their version of success looks like for a really long time I was kind of just like in the grind and working for something and I never really took the time to stop and ask like is this what I want does this align with my values and I think that it's really easy to get caught up in the comparison game especially with social media mm-hmm. and so I think that taking that time to stop and ask I know that I didn't do that until I was 30 and so just kind of sharing with women like you can actually have anything that you want but do you yes. know what that is <laughs> Yes, yes. So talk to me about a little bit about what led you on this path. So you said that you kind of had this realization in your 30s. What were you doing before that? And kind of what led? Were there any specific events that you recall that you would pinpoint that led you where you're at now? Yeah, there are lots of events. (laughs) I can't can't wait to hear them. Yes, there are lots of events. So I would say my biggest breaking point, which kind of launched me into the catalyst of who I am today and the transformation that's happened over the last two and a half years is I was $30,000 in credit card debt, like maxed out credit cards. I had, I was really burnt out. I was in network marketing for 10 years and I had never really stopped and asked myself, like, is this what I actually want to still be doing? Like, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. And I also found out that my super toxic boyfriend had been cheating on me. So I think it was just like the trifecta of all of those things and being so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I think when you get to that point, like the only thing I could do was just to like sit down and have a really honest conversation. Like, this is not working. What are you willing to change? What are you willing to do differently? And are you going to keep doing this? Yeah, because nothing changes if nothing changes, you know? Nothing changes if nothing (laughs) changes. And I think that people don't talk about how hard it is to have that conversation with yourself because it's really easy to see, you know, the toxic roles that everyone else plays in your life. You know, those are easy to see. But to actually look in the mirror and be like, 
how am I showing up and how am I contributing and asking the really uncomfortable questions like, why am I allowing this type of behavior in my life? Forget what's happening. Like, why am I so bad with my boundaries that I'm allowing this to happen? Like, I don't want this. Where is this coming from? I think unpacking those beliefs and questioning, it makes people feel really vulnerable because I think so many people rely on this set of rules that we've been given. And I say that in air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that it's familiar and leaving the familiar feels dangerous. And I don't, that's, I think that's why people don't even question the system. Just like you said, there's so many people unhappy with what they're doing and they don't stop to think, what am I doing to perpetuate this? Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's really easy, exactly like you said, to stay in that safe zone and that comfort zone. And even if something is dysfunctional, it can still feel comfortable. And I think learning that what just kind of like blew my mind because I always, I was feeling like I was the problem. Like I have multiple toxic relationships in my portfolio. And, you know, after each one, it's like, I'm never going to let this happen again. And then it just kept showing up in different ways through different people. And it's like, okay, wait, what is happening? (laughs) You know, like what lesson am I I not learning? You know, exactly. What (laughs) lesson am I not learning? And to have that conversation and be super real with yourself, like, am I the problem? (laughs) Like what's happening here? And really like diving deep into those pains and those traumas that you have. You know, I had always kind of like attracted a super like angry type person and I'm very calm. (laughs) Like (laughs) I am so opposite of that. And I was just like, why am I attracting this? It's something I hate. It's what I grew up in. And then I remember a therapist saying, you thrive in that environment of being with someone who's angry because it's comfortable for you. That is, you know how to thrive under pressure. You know how to deal with angry people. And so even though it's bad, your brain tells you that it's safe because it's familiar. And so actually having to like rewire your brain and tell your brain like, okay, just because you know how to deal with this doesn't mean that you should. We're choosing something different. And I mean, to get to that point of realness and to question everything, that's that's huge. So was the first change that you made that led you to where you're at now? I would say my first change was getting my finances in order. Because when you're in the middle of a career change, like, and I'm not even going to say change, I'm saying like, I want to be doing something new, but I don't know what that even is. <laughs> yeah. Paired with having maxed out credit cards, you really have to make a complete lifestyle change. Like you just have to be super blunt with yourself. So for anyone who maybe like that feels familiar to them, I read the book called The Spending Fast. And in The Spending Fast, she essentially put her, I don't even want to call it a budget because there's like, you're just not spending money on anything other than necessities. So like I cut my iTunes music, like the $9.99 a month I pay, like I canceled all my subscriptions. I went through my Instagram and my email and unfollowed and unsubscribed to all my like favorite clothing stores and anything that would like try to sell me something. I completely like 
unsubscribed and removed myself from that. I made a poster. I got like a cardboard, like colorful, it was bright pink poster. And I put like every single credit card on there and the amount that it had. And then I broke it up into like, it was either like 500 or $100 squares. And like every $10 I checked off a square. And I had that poster on my mirror. I saw it every single day until I paid off all my credit cards. And it wow. was like the coolest feeling <clears throat> to do that because it was like, I worked hard for this. I was so proud of myself for that. But oh, you And you have, should be. But you have to live a very different life because you just have to like say no to things that are sometimes fun. And you have to communicate with the people in your life what you're doing as well. Like I had a conversation with all my friends, like, Hey, this is where I'm at. I can't be spending money. So like, I want you to invite me, but I'm not always going to say yes. And like, don't take it personally, but this is where I'm at in my life. Or if, you know, like my friends were going out, I love to eat out. It's like a love language for me. So like, Mm -hmm. I would purposefully like eat a really filling meal before I met out with friends. If we were like bar hopping or something. So it just, it really, you just have to be honest and decide where you want to go. So for me, it was definitely getting my finances in order because I knew that once my finances are order, it would boost my confidence. And getting over one hard thing just lets you know you can do other hard things for sure. Yeah, for sure. It set me up for wins. I love that you say that. Like whenever I have a goal for myself, my first goal is to have an achievement. And I think so many people make their goals so big and so far away and your brain wants to win. You want to get excited. So I break my goals into super small chunks. Like, okay, like you want to start saving. You don't have to have a new job to start saving money. Like put a dollar away a day or $10 a month, like start somewhere. And that's going to set you up for success and give you that sense of accomplishment. And then you can build from there. Yeah, seeing the bigger picture, definitely. And like you said, I like that you said, um, taking the $500 or whatever increments and just seeing that checked box. We're all so praise driven. It's insane. Yeah, we all want the gold sticker. And sometimes making that visual, you know, it appeals to the inner child in us like, Oh, I I did something good. Like I get to mark this box. So for sure, that's an amazing idea. Especially Um, if you're more of like a visual learner, I think that knowing how you win is also really important. Because when you're setting a goal, everyone wins differently, and everyone craves different things. So if you're comparing your version of success or winning to, you know, your friends, they might not be the same, they might not get you as excited. So good to know like what pushes you and makes you thrive and having those visualizations and like manifestations I think are so important paired with the checkbox of like me paying off my debt I also made a vision board for what I wanted and I kid you not everything on the vision board came true within two years like it was insane Yeah. And, and having those little achievements, like you said, it helps you see your manifestations in real time. Cause like you said, we get so focused that by the time we get there, we're like, Oh my gosh, this is what I asked for. And we don't even realize because that's not how life works. Uh Um, But I love what you said. Everyone wins differently. That's definitely a perspective shifter because you know, with social media and with, like you said, the competitive, the rat rat race in life, we all feel this need to compare ourselves with each other and what it does instead of, we think it's going to motivate us. Right. But what it does is just make us feel so bad sometimes that we feel like we can't get out of this hole. A hundred percent. And I think that as you grow in your vision for what you want for your life, it's a lot easier to not compare because now there's people that are crazy, crazy successful. 
where I in the past would compare to my life to them. And now I see their life and it's like, actually, that's not what I want. <laughs> like yeah. they don't have a version that I want. And once you kind of know what that is, it makes it a lot more fun because when you have a vision that's really clear, the universe is able to feed into that. If you don't even know what you want, then how is the universe supposed to give that to you? You know, if you want more yeah. money, for example, no one really wants more money. You want what you can do with the money. Because if I were to give you a million dollars today, but told you that you couldn't touch it, it doesn't change your life, right? Money doesn't right. actually change your life. It's what you choose to do with it. So that's going to be different between everyone, you know, like my version of success, like you're going to give me money. I want the freedom to be able to hop on an airplane whenever I want. I'm not like the save the money. I'm like, I want mm -hmm. first class and I want to be staying yes. at like the nicest place. Like that's what brings me joy where my sister, for example, like her life purpose is to be a mother and to be at home. And she has three beautiful children, which I'm so grateful for, but that's not my calling. I was comparing my version of success of traveling to her version of success, which is being a mother, even though money is going to give us the freedom to do those things in two totally different ways. Sometimes people just say, I want to be a millionaire. I want more money when they don't even know what that's going to give them or what that looks like. So once you know what you're going to do with the resources that you are able to receive, then the universe is like, okay, well, now we know what you want because you've given us all of these clues. So here, let me start dropping things in your path. And you said something earlier about things maybe not always being the way that they seem or end up what you think. That is literally how the universe and life works. Like mm -hmm. you ask for something, and for me, sometimes I'm like, okay, this is what I want. So this is the package it's going to arrive in and like <laughs> it's going to happen on this timeline. Like you have to let all of that go because my biggest growth and my biggest lessons in life came through some of the most painful moments of my life. I mean, my transformation, I'm only here because I had $30,000 in debt, because I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me, because I found out all these things. Like in the moment, it is not fun. But once you get through all of that, it's like, that's actually what I was asking for because I was asking the universe for me to become more successful, which I learned so much about money management through getting my own finances together. I wanted to be more confident, which I learned through creating healthy boundaries. I wanted to, you know, all of these things. And so when you ask for that, you just have to be open in all of the different packages that might come in because you never really know. <laughs> thinking about how you said that nobody really just wants money and it's true people want freedom and yes part part of what I had to ask myself and I'm still working on it so I'm glad we're talking but um what if I was free to do whatever I wanted if I had no constraints what would that life look like and then from there trying to build my dream life is that similar to how you figured out what you wanted or tell me let me in on your thought process there Ooh, that's a good question <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I, I really do believe that everyone should work in their calling because everyone is called to do different things. That's why it's your calling. That's what's so fun about it. You know, I am never going to be like have the calling to be an Olympic swimmer because I don't <laughs> like swimming, you know, but there's mm -hmm. someone out there who is like, I would love to be an Olympic swimmer. And it's something they've always wanted to do and they haven't done it yet. So it's like for you to be able to live in your joy zone every day, I truly believe that you need to be doing whatever your calling is and no one can tell you that but you. And if you don't even know what your calling is, 
start doing things that bring you joy and just start having fun. And I'm not saying like quit your job and just go start painting all day long. I'm saying like take a painting class. I think that hobbies for adults are like so underrated. You don't have to always be doing something that makes you money or is making you a better person. Like maybe you just want to take a painting class and be bad at painting for a night and that's okay. And so once you kind of like learn what it is that makes you happy, then you know, the universe knows, and then opportunities will start presenting themselves because you're living in the flow of like happiness, of gratitude, of doing something you enjoy. And it's just going to like at least make you feel good at like the smallest benefit is at least you're going to feel really good and happy doing something that you like. Yes. Yes. And putting out that happiness too. I, in my mind, I view it like a echolocation, right? So like you're letting those out and those waves ripple out and then your blessings are the bats coming in, you know, you got to kind of send some sort of direction. And, um, I was thinking too, like the different versions of success, uh, somebody told me something that really shifted, you know, there's sayings that people give you that just shift your, they blow your mind. And she always says that money only amplifies the personality of the person who has it. Yes. Do you feel like there's any stigmas around having money that prevent people from being able to become successful? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, 100%. Thank you for bringing that up because there are definitely stigmas. Before we talk about stigmas, everyone should be asking themselves what their relationship with money looks like or Mm. what they want it to look like. Mm. And if you don't have a good relationship with money, then you need to ask yourself, what did the relationship with money look like during my childhood? Whether you were raised by your parents, your grandparents, who made the decisions growing up? Like what were the influences that I saw? Because more likely than not, you're going to have a lot of those same tendencies in your life. So I grew up, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. I'm the oldest of five kids. My dad was the only one who worked. Like we grew up with no money. Like getting new clothes was going to the thrift store. And so in your upbringing, when you don't have money, money is something that is scarce. It's something that there isn't a lot of. And you start that belief system. And that's what I believed for a very long time. I I didn't live in abundance. I was incredibly, I don't want to say stingy with money, but I just didn't think that it came easily. And so once I kind of shifted the relationship that I chose to have with money, is this serving me anymore? Is this way of thinking serving me anymore? Well, no. Okay, so what do I want to choose differently for myself? Because you can't help how you are programmed to think. Like you were saying earlier, like with all of the, you know, systems and all of that. Like if you were raised a certain way, like you can't help that. But you can help it now because you're an adult. And so many of us stay in our programming because it's all that we know. Because it's uncomfortable to ask questions. But when you start asking questions like, do I actually want to believe this? Like, do I actually want to have this relationship with money? Like, what do I want for myself? And so you're able to create a relationship that no longer is stressful. Like I don't get stressed when I talk about money. I love talking about money because it comes easily to me. It's attracted to me. It's attracted to people I know. Like, and I have crazy things happen to me. Like 
full abundance moments where I'm like, this is just like amazing. Like for example, I went on vacation. I spent the first 10 days of the year unplugging in Hawaii with my boyfriend. It was amazing. Leaving the hotel to come back and my suitcase I've had forever. It's honestly like on its last leg. And I was like, I really should get new suitcases when we get back. But totally like fine hard shell suitcase. We land in San Diego. I pick up my suitcase from the carousel and it's like cracked all over the place. Like it was squished. But everything inside is like fine. So I just went up to the counter and I was like, hey, you know, I just got my suitcase off the carousel. And it looks like this, but I was so nice. This was after like the whole holiday tobacco. And I was like, how are you doing? Like, I was not upset at all. Just like, is there anything you can do? It doesn't hurt to ask. She gave me a $300 travel credit voucher and was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, here you go. And so now it's like, okay, wow, now I have this and I need a new suitcase anyways. And now I'm flying to see my nephew for his birthday for free. So it's like when you expect good things to happen to you, one person could have seen their cracked suitcase and been upset and angry. Like, why does this stuff always happen to me? And it's like you attract that negative energy into your life by the outlook that you choose to have. Like something happens and you just acknowledge it. Like, okay, this happened. How do I want to feel about this? Is it the end of the world? No. Let's see what can happen, you know? And when you expect that, it makes life so much easier because throughout the process, you're still happy. You're still in a sense of gratitude. Like this is not the end of the world. <laughs> this is crack suitcase. Not a big deal look, I got $300. Like, let's go see my nephew. Amazing. And that that's so beautiful too. the outlook that you have. And, and you, either way, you're spending the time. So do you want to spend your minutes? I always say I want to spend my minutes being happy as many minutes as I can. Either yes, way, you know, we have limited minutes. Think I'm going back to the sonar thing. It's like, what are you calling in? You were just saying like you put out that negative energy, you're calling in that negative energy back negative attracts that negative, you're literally projecting it. Whereas you with having your positive attitude, either way, anything that would have happened, you would have been happy with just because of who you are. And that's what I think makes the difference. Like you said, people don't love money. They love what they can do that makes them happy. Putting out and changing that. So growing up, do you feel like your parents taught you a lot about finances? I, I know that you no. said you grew up. No, they didn't. Okay. So tell <laughs> no, me more nothing. about that. I think like money was very much like a taboo subject. You didn't really talk about it just because they're wasn't really a lot there. It, I mean, you just, we, we didn't have that, you know, like I didn't get my license to drive until I was 18. Cause my parents were like, it costs money for you to go like a driving course, like with an instructor. Cause I think to get your permit, you have to like go do something like they would have had to pay for. And we had like, our upbringing was safe, happy, healthy. Like we were not eating out of the street. So like, I'm super grateful for that, but I'm just talking about like the mindset behind it. The mindset was that it doesn't come easily. It's hard to get money that you have to hold on to money because it's of such high value. I remember thinking like $100 was so much money where it's like, now it's like, how do you choose to think about it? Some people think that $50,000 is a lot of money. And some people think that $50,000 is a bad day. And so like, I want to be in a room full of people where they're having $50,000 bad days, not people who are 
trying to like figure out what they want to be doing. <laughs> they always say you are the sum of your three closest friends. So mm -hmm. I totally believe that you want to surround yourself with people that push you to become better. So did you feel like kind of changing your view on finances and changing your mindset? Do you feel like you maybe lost some people along the way? Oh, 100%. I think that in every version of yourself, you're always going to lose people. I think that even if you don't change, you're always going to lose people because it's just how life works. And I think that the same, you know, people come into your life for a reason, a season and a lifetime is true. And it's really easily said. But when it comes down to the reality of life and actually letting go of people, it can be extremely painful. And it's really hard to let go of people that you love and care about or set bound hard boundaries with people once you grow confidence to be able to do that where your relationship changes and some people don't support that. And just knowing that that's okay and it's normal and it means that you are getting better. Loss is loss. And even if yeah. it's, we know that it's something that was in our best interest, it's hard because we're used to that presence in our life. But we outgrow people. And if we stay the same, nothing yeah. changes. Yes. I love saying like, thank you universe for the lesson through every ups and downs of life. Like there's always a lesson. And I think that when you understand that life comes with ups and downs, really fully like understand the full meaning of that. When the downs come, they're not devastating to me. Like when bad things happen to me, I'm just kind of like, all right, well, this mm -hmm. is a bummer feel the feeling. What can I do about it? Do what you can, sometimes nothing. And you choose to just be like, all right, well, this was the bad day. Tomorrow's going to be better. I see people go through like stages of life where there's transitional periods. For some people, for me in the past, it's been like devastating and life altering in the moment. And looking back, I'm like, that was just like a small hiccup. Like that was a mm -hmm. that was that wasn't even a mountain in my life. Like that was just like a little hill, you know? It's just knowing that good and bad like have to coexist together, like yin and yang. When bad things happen, just like go with the flow, say thank you for the lesson. What can I get out of it? And like we can move on. I don't know who said it, but I, I saw it and I loved it. It says there is no good, there is no bad, there simply is. Yes. And like these events are happening and we can, we have to accept that they're happening, but we've survived a hundred percent of our worst days so far. So how did you get into manifesting specifically? Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I was not at all into manifesting or like <laughs> to the level that I am degree today, but two and a half years ago, my, she was a new friend at the time. She's one of my best friends now. She just introduced me to manifesting and I kind of, Honestly, I was just like, okay, like, yeah, that sounds really good. And I was also at a point where I'm like, what do I have to lose? You know, like when you're just <laughs> like at that spot in life, you're like, I don't believe it. Like maybe I'm open. Like, let's just see what happens. And I had created vision boards before and like, I'd kind of done that, felt like I had done that thing before and it had like never really worked, I guess you could say. But I never went in with intention or fully understanding what it was. <laughs> so I made my, you know, tracking sheet, like I told you to get out of debt. And then I made a vision board. And I really was just like super intentional with my visualization and with my affirmations. Those were the two biggest changes that I made. So I would do affirmations every single day. 
And I would do, I would listen every single night. I would fall asleep to like manifestation, I am affirmations. And depending on what I wanted more of in my life, I would change the soundtrack that I slept to. So when I was single, I was listening to like manifest your soulmate. And it's a track that runs for eight hours. So it would run the entire night and it would just like, I would just listen to it, listen to it. And then I would say like, I am worthy of a good partner. Like I just went all in and like all the affirmations, that's what I wanted to manifest. And what do you know? I got a boyfriend, like crazy. (laughs) Um, The other thing I was manifesting was a house. I wanted my first home. So about a year after I'd started my get out of debt process, my grandmother who had actually went to a couple years prior who's really big into real estate was like, would you be interested in buying an investment property down in San Diego? Like I could live in it. And she was like, absolutely not. I would never do that. And I was like, okay, worth a shot. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she always taught me that if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Yep. A year after I um, started my debt payoff process and I was in a much better place financially, like I was breathing. I had an incredible job. I felt amazing. I was visiting her and she was like, I want you to talk to a realtor about getting a house down in San Diego. Like, I want to help you get your first house. And I was like, are you? <laughs> Like, what is this real life? Like, I had it on my vision board. And six months later, I was in my first home. Just down to, like, the details of the things that I wanted, like, that was happening. And so I'm telling you, the manifestation and the affirmation, you have to know what you want in order for the universe to give it to you. Like, you have to get specific. If you are sitting here single and you say, I want a boyfriend, like, what are the qualities that you want? And When some guy comes along that does not meet those qualities, you can't say like, oh, well, maybe I can change him or like, maybe I don't really want that anymore. Like I went into dating, like, this is what I want. I'm expecting nothing less. So when I was having a conversation with someone and they did not meet one of those things, like, okay, like, and I'm not talking about he has to be over six feet. I'm talking about values of things that are important to you. Like for me, I didn't know if I wanted kids. So I was very honest. Like if I'm sitting across the table from someone who checks every box, but he wants kids, like I'm not going to compromise and I'm not going to ask him to compromise on our first date. Like you're nice, but I'm moving on. So I think that when you get crystal clear on what you want, it's a lot easier to attract those things into your life. Oh, yeah. And the longer you're with the wrong person, that person who you have to push yourself down for, the shorter amount of time you can spend with the right person if that's what you want. Exactly. And I had done that before. I had, I've had that before. I've had those learning experiences under my belt. If I don't want to repeat the cycle, if I want something different, then I can't be unwavering in this. And I also have to be confident in like what I bring to the table. And at this point, you know, I had done I had taken a year off. I had done work. I was in my first home. I felt confident. And one of the reasons I did take that time, going back to just being really honest with yourself, when I sat down with my $30,000 in credit card debt, having found out that I'm here starting over from scratch, if Mr. Prince Charming walked in the door right now, like, would he actually be attracted to me? The type of man I wanted, do I have to offer him? what I want? And the answer was no. 
I knew that the level of person I wanted would not date me right now because I wasn't ready. And I knew that. I knew that for me to attract the type of person that would challenge me, that would help me fulfill the values that I set down for myself, that I had to become different in order for that to work. Because you're only going to attract your level of confidence or lower. So if your confidence is a level three, then you're going to attract someone a level three. If your confidence is a level seven, you're going to attract a level seven or lower. So at that point in my time, like my confidence was about a negative one. (laughs) So I needed to work on myself first in order for me to really achieve the things that I wanted. Like I had to go through it to get to the starting point of something new. Uh, what is it? The analogy of the phoenix. You got to burn down to the ashes so you can rise up new. Yeah. You have so, to be willing to burn first. <laughs> and yes. And that's the hard part. And you're the only one who can light that match. And so, so many people talk about like phoenix rising. And I'm like, all right, until you've set yourself on fire and watched yourself burn like and gotten uncomfortable, like that's what people don't talk about when they talk about like rising from the ashes, true, true people who make an impact and have these incredible learning lessons to share have all gone through that. And I think that that is what makes life so inspiring and other people so inspiring. It's true because you have the choice of what you do with it. And I think it was my therapist that told me, she goes, you need to think of the negative experiences in your life or like, it, you know, the arrow being pulled back. Yeah. And you know, you can either use it and aim it and let go or, you know, I don't know, let the let it break, keep getting pulled back. So, yeah. you know, if you use that and you let it propel you forward, you can use that energy to absolutely change your life. But like you said, getting out of the comfortable. So how did you make this shift into what you do now? And then I would love to hear about what exactly it is that you do now. Oh, so <laughs> the shift I made was coming down to my values. Um, I really wanted the flexibility to be able to work from anywhere. And something that I hold of high value in my life is my family is super important to me. And I have made the choice to live in San Diego because I love it here. <laughs> I, I'm a water girl. I love it. <laughs> I love the sunny weather. Most of the time it's raining right now. And so that means that I'm not near my family. And so I needed something that I really do need in my life is the flexibility to be able to go and see them and help out when I need to. I am very, very grateful to be able to have that. And I didn't have that at the job that I was at. I felt very, I felt like the universe was nudging me in the direction of letting go and quitting my job and just saying like, let's do this. You're going to learn a lot or I was just going to stay uncomfortable and stay there. So I quit my job uh, six months ago and right now I'm really just learning. I'm, I'm learning how to really let go and figure out how exactly I want to show up in the world and what I want to offer. And to be able to have those choices is incredibly exciting. That is so inspiring, just kind of releasing and surrendering to the flow. Yeah, it's it's very, it's scary. (laughs) Well, I admire it. I definitely do. What I now tell myself and what I have seen to be true is that money flows effortlessly into my life. That's an affirmation I love to tell myself and focusing on the abundance. But I will say that, yeah, that's probably some of the, the worst mindset that I had was that it's really hard to get and that there and that it's limited (laughs) because money is 
money is energy, everything is energy, and it is limitless. So if you really believe that, then you're going to attract it into your life in, in unexpected ways, like you know, like your suitcase or something like that, you know, like it it all is energy and it works together. I love that. And like you said, money is only works because we believe in it. So Mm -hmm. what are you what are you wanting to attract? What are you putting out there and receiving that and getting it back? But I love that in the very beginning, you stressed that you made changes. It wasn't like you just put out these manifestations, changing it up is the only way to get yourself get the ball rolling and making those efforts to change and what you did was I mean I can't imagine cutting everything out and it was cold turkey for you it was cold turkey I also want to say that if you can't do cold turkey or you're not in a place in your life where you don't want to do that that's okay this is just what works for me and it was also because I had gotten to a place of desperation where I really had no other options when you're with $30,000 on max out cards, like you really, it was either that or bankruptcy. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm 29 years old. I'm not starting my thirties this way. Like I got myself into this mess. Like I'm going to get myself out. And I know myself, I work very well in like an all or nothing scenario like that. And so that's what worked for me. And that also is what worked for the author of the book that I read. So I also had someone who had done it before kind of teaching me the steps and walking me through some of the emotions I was feeling. So if you are in a place where you want changes in in your life, there's so many resources out there for you to get support because someone is feeling the way you're feeling and is wanting the same things as you. And there's someone out there who has felt that way before and has put those actions in place. Like that's why I do what I do is because I'm like, I know what it feels like. I want I want you to have changes in your life. It's not about paying off that debt or that number. It's about the person that you become in the process. Because you could give me that 30K again right now on my card and I would not stress because I know that the person that took me to do it once, number one, I've done it, boom, I can do it again. Also, I have so much more knowledge now of how that tested me and forced me to grow. So it's not necessarily what the goal is. It is the process in between of who you become when you get there. People think that that self-confidence and believing in yourself, that that comes only through achievement. But I think it's really through realizing how quickly and how you can recover and just knowing that you have the capability to recover. It's not thinking that you're always going to be successful. It's knowing that even if you're not, you're going to be okay. Because it's, it's, always, it's not always going to be okay. That's not how success, it's not how business works. It's not how anything works, you know, like you look at Olympic athletes, for example, like they didn't have the dream to be a snowboarder and then like ended up on the slopes. Like they were waking up at five o'clock in the morning, had I'm sure lots of injuries and doctor's visits, like the amount of work and effort and dedication and obstacles that people overcome to achieve success is just, it's what it takes. And some people aren't willing to have that conversation with themselves. Like, am I actually willing to do that? I'm not saying you have to be an Olympic athlete by any means to be successful, (laughs) but it's like, if you feel uncomfortable, then it's probably, or you want something more like that's your calling, like lean into that and figure out like what you need to do to become more of that person and to have more of those feelings.
friends showing up as that person and acting like them until subconsciously. And that's what I like about affirmations and the subliminals is what you continually feed your, your subconscious and what you continually repeat out loud. It becomes what you believe because that's just how the human brain is wired. So I love yeah. that you mentioned those. And I love that you said saying it out loud because I will be honest, the first time I read affirmations loud to, my, to myself for the first time, I felt so awkward and uncomfortable. I don't know if you felt the same oh, way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like it, it was like hearing nails on a chalkboard, to be honest with you. And I'm saying like positive things about myself. If anything, that should have been like a red flag to myself. Like you have a problem, like you need to love yourself more. But it was like, you are worthy. You are enough. Like saying those things was so difficult for me in the beginning. And so because it was so difficult, I knew that I needed it that much more because I didn't believe those things. And so your brain doesn't know the difference between fact and reality. So if you're telling yourself all these negative things that we say to ourselves all day long that we're conditioned to think, no wonder you don't feel good about yourself. Like what if you start telling yourself every day, like I'm beautiful. My imperfections make me who I am. I am worthy, period. Like you don't have to do anything to be worthy. You are worthy right now, 100% as you are. There's nothing else you need to do. Like how you choose to show up for yourself in the world does not prove your worthiness. You get to decide what your life looks like. Coming to the realization that like I didn't have to prove myself to anyone. I didn't have to make anyone happy that it didn't change who I was. Like that's where the freedom was. Once I no longer cared about what everyone else thought about me, it's like, okay, this is what I think. This is what I value. This is how I'm choosing to live my life. And if you don't accept that, then like I love you and I respect you. That's fine. This doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Um, is there anything that you wanted to mention? I would love to have you plug your Instagram again and how people can get into contact with you. Yes, of course. So my Instagram is female millionaire mindset. And if you want to reach out, uh, please DM me. My love language is words of affirmation. So I like love it when people reach out and say that something I said resonated with them because I'm so grateful for all the women who have done the same to me. So that is my Instagram and I'm working on a website. So as soon as I get that up and running, you'll see. But right now that is my, that's where you'll find me. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing, dude wonderful i'm you're so vibrant and so great like this is me off the record but i can leave this on if you want me to <laughs> off, the off the record off the record but also on the record you're awesome so oh my god thank you so much